Thank you for joining me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. Uh, for this week, wanted to recap the wild card round in the NFL and then also preview the divisional round. And then um, also after I had uploaded the last episode, as soon as I finished, um, it was announced that Nick Saban decided to retire from coaching. Um, so we'll get into that. And then the situation with uh, Pete Carroll and then also... Bill Belichick, which we mentioned a little bit in the last episode, um, but he hadn't been uh, relieved of his duties yet, so we'll get into that. And then also some NBA news as well. Uh, there was a trade for uh, Pascal Siakam, so we'll get into that. And yeah, so we'll, let's start with the NFL this past weekend for uh, Wild Card Weekend. First, let's talk about the new coaching vacancies. Um, I don't know if I mentioned the Pete Carroll situation last week but um yeah they moved him to an advisory role for the seahawks and he said that he still wants to continue coaching and that people who weren't um football people made the decision so it sounds like it was jody allen and probably someone close on her side of things um wanted to move forward with moving him towards an advisory role and then also um dan quinn current defensive coordinator of the dallas cowboys probably the 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 front runner for that job and then um as I mentioned a little bit ago that uh nick saban decided to retire um, from his position which is weird because he was he was in the middle of um interviewing uh like assistant coaches and stuff for this next year and he was getting ready for uh recruiting and everything like that um so it just happened i guess no one really knew about it they kind of he kind of just dropped it on them last minute um, but Kalen DeBoer, um, former head coach at Washington, is replacing Nick Saban at Alabama. So they moved pretty quickly in hiring him. And um, I think other coaches like um, Steve Sarkeesian from Texas, he used that as leverage because Alabama might have been interested in bringing him back um, this time as head coach. So um, he got a contract extension with Texas. And then um, I think the Arizona coach, forget his name, but he took the j- opening at Washington, and then the coach at San Jose State took the job at took the uh, vacancy at Arizona. So there's a lot of uh, shifting uh, with coaches. Uh, Jim Harbaugh still kind of deciding what he's going to do next. Uh, he did meet with um, the Falcons and the Chargers. I don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders. I think the Raiders. I feel like they're going to keep Antonio Pierce. They haven't conducted any outside interviews at all, especially after. Um, uh, some of the players have have given them an ultimatum that you know they'll request a trade um, if there's any um, if there's any chance that they don't hire uh, Antonio Pierce if they go in the direction of Harbaugh. Um, so I think ownership is probably listening to the players, but I don't I don't know I would I would counter I would catch a bluff right. I, I don't think they would totally uh, ask for a trade like they said, but. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to happen. Um, so Bill Belichick, as I mentioned in the last episode, they were going to wait until the end of the week because, um, you know, he's won so many times there. And the, the organization owes it to him to not be a Black Friday – or not Black Friday, sorry. Uh, Black Monday firing like these other coaches were, right? Um, so, yeah, they ended up hiring Gerard Mayo as as a uh, successor to bill belichick but one thing i had an issue with or i was kind of confused by was uh, mike vrabel he was not contacted about uh, the vacancy at all which is weird because like i think it was like the last game of the season or one of the last games 
he was in the press box with the or he was in the in the suite with Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, and then he gets fired and they all of a sudden have a vacancy and they did not meet with Vrabel at all, which was weird because I thought that was gonna be a an easy hire for them and I think he was reportedly interested in that in that job. Um and so yeah, they went with Drawn Mayo, but I think they already knew ahead of time who they were going to go with to replace Bill, which those are huge um, shoes to fill. Same with Nick Nick uh, Saban's void that he's leaving there at Alabama. But for Nick Saban, it seemed like he was just kind of tired of the transfer portal, NIL money, and he had more things to have to worry about than just recruiting and coaching and all that stuff. So um, I was surprised. And the three of those coaches, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, and, and Nick Saban, they're all 72 or 71 years old. So it's kind of a change of the guard with, with coaches that have been coaching for the same team for so long. I think uh, Pete Carroll was like 15 years, I want to say. Um, also Nick Saban. And then Bill Belichick was like, what, 24 years? Something like that. He's been, they've been um, like focal points of these organizations and, and um, Alabama, the university, for so long. So it's crazy to see um, all that change there with, with head coaching. But. I think Pete Carroll is going to coach again. Um, there's a, a long list of, of vacancies, so there might be seven coaching vacancies because uh, Packers might – or not the Packers. The Cowboys might fire Mike McCarthy, which I feel like that's coming soon, which we'll get into here soon. Um, and then and then Bill Belichick is reportedly I – mean, he wants a team that it's kind of – you know, they're talented, but they're underachieving. So Falcons – he already met with the Falcons, um, I think – Dallas would be um, a head-scratching decision because of how much control Jerry Jones wants to have and how much say he wants to have in things. Uh, Chargers, I feel like the Chargers would be good with him. But um, Harbaugh is also an option as well. And then Mike Vrabel. So if I'm a if I'm a, an owner, um, if I'm like a team that's, you know, yeah, we'll say like the Cowboys or um, maybe like the Bills, if the Bills have a disastrous like divisional round game. Just like a team that has a good quarterback that's like, you know, they're close to, to getting to the Super Bowl but haven't gotten over that hump yet, haven't been able to win. Um, do you go for Bill Belichick, you know, who may be coaching for like three, four years? Who knows his timeline? Harbaugh's a lot younger. He could You could have him for 10 years if you want. Um, also, Mike Vrabel is younger too, so you could have him for a decade. And he has coaching head coaching experience too, and he, he, I think he did a great job in uh, Tennessee. But... Um, also, if if you're one of these um, if you're one of these owners who's who didn't fire their head coach like the Saints with Dennis Allen, do you fire your coach just because of the the type of coaches that you see are on, on the market right now? Because Dennis Allen should have probably gotten fired because of that the Saints they 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 called a last second play, um, they called an audible when it was a victory formation, and then Jamal Williams ended up scoring a last second touchdown. It was bush league. Everyone got upset about it. And Dennis uh, Allen ended up he, he ended up keeping his job, so um, I feel like he lost the locker room already. So that right there, that little incident, I feel like should have cost him his job because I mean, no no team with players that respect their coach would make that move. So um, yeah, if I'm the owner, I would I feel like I would just fire uh, Coach Allen to to potentially hire Harbaugh. Um, Frabel or even Belichick. I don't think Belichick would go to the Saints, but um, it's an option. You know, he already interviewed with the Falcons. You know, and they're just they, they're talented. But I don't think Desmond Ritter is a guy. But um, 
we'll see how that goes. I, I don't. I haven't heard of any other teams that he's uh, interviewing with. Okay, recapping the wild card weekend that we had. Um, there, the oh, well, let's start with um, with Buffalo and Pittsburgh. That one ended up having to be postponed because it was originally supposed to be for Saturday, but then they had to move it to Sunday because that was a full on blizzard that they had in New York. But then, meanwhile, um, some players at the Kansas City Chiefs game against the Dolphins they got frostbite. There was like 19 fans that ended up going to the hospital because of hypothermia. So I don't understand why they didn't move that game to like either Sunday or Monday or when was that? That was a Saturday game. So I don't know why they didn't move that to either Sunday or Monday. It could have been because of the Peacock uh, streaming situation, which I ended up not watching the game because of that. Um, the Chiefs ended up pulling away easily, 26 to seven, and then um, so then that had happened before. Well, it was like the Bills and uh, the Chiefs. They were both games were supposed to, be, supposed to be on Saturday. So then they ended up moving um, the Steelers and Bills to the Monday game. They cleaned the field pretty pretty quickly, though. And uh, the Bills were, were trying to get some help from some fans, paying them $20 an hour. And uh, Bills Mafia came out in full force and, and cleared out the stadium pretty well. So it looked good. It looked playable and everything for Monday. Um, Steelers were in it for a while. Um Bills ended up pulling away 31-17, but um, yeah, there was they made it interesting for a bit. I thought they would win um, more handily, but the the, the score is a lot um, like wider margin than than the game really was because for a minute there, Mason Rudolph had an opportunity to uh, to get the game a little bit closer. So, um, but Bills over Steelers, I was predicted, and then Chiefs over Dolphins, I was predicted as well, but. Um, I didn't think the Chiefs would be able to score as much, but they were throwing the ball uh, pretty well instead of relying on the run. But when you have Patrick Mahomes, he could play in any weather. That arm can play in any weather, any type of temperatures. Um, but, yeah, so 26-7, Dolphins really had no answer. Um, yeah, couldn't really do much there. And then the first game on Saturday was the Texans and Browns. Um, this game messed up my parlay immediately the first game because I said that the Browns were going to roll over the Texans because their defense. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, C.J. Stroud, uh, rookie quarterback. He should just take this as a, as a learning lesson in the NFL, the D'Amico Ryans rookie and all this. Um, no, it was a complete opposite. The Texans demolished uh, the Browns. And Joe Flacco's um, Cinderella year comes to an end. Uh, 45 to 14 for the Texans and um, CJ Stroud what do you have three touchdowns he's just um, yeah three touchdowns no interceptions 274 yards Um, he's just playing like a veteran he's playing with confidence he's not scared to make a mistake Um, even if it is a mistake he won't get rattled or it won't derail him for like the rest of the game or anything doesn't get in his head Um, very confident but calm demeanor um, has these like nonverbal cues as far as like leadership goes, just the way he carries himself. Um, I'm very impressed with um, Houston Texans this year and um, how they were able to do it. Because this this Cleveland Browns team, you know, they're on their third quarterback, but um, they were beating good teams with Joe Flacco. Um, they beat the two Super Bowl favorites, the 49ers. They destroyed them, and then they also beat. Well, they didn't destroy him, but um, Jake Moody killed the chances with was a field goal that he could have made and it would have been tied. But they also beat the Ravens. So defensively, they were beating up San Francisco. Defensively, they handled Baltimore. That was a close game. I think that one was, was 
So they've beaten the best teams in the NFL. So that's why I expected them to uh, be able to pull off a victory against Houston. But Houston, they just they, they look amazing right now. And um, I might want to pick them against the Ravens in the divisional round because we've seen uh, Lamar Jackson struggle in playoff moments in his um, in his short career so far. But um, I don't know. The way that Houston's playing, like they're playing like because no one has chosen them to to advance far in the playoffs or even make the playoffs and and they're here and they beat the browns 45 to 14 um and then moving on to the next game so i i can't decide which which loss was um was worse for for the teams if it was the cowboys or the eagles uh the cowboys lost 48 to 32 against the packers Jordan Love, I had, I always had some like mixed emotions about uh, Jordan Love. I felt like he showed flashes. He has a really good arm, but he showed flashes, and but he wasn't consistent. And but all throughout the year, he was getting better and better each game. Um, he looked great against uh, the Cowboys, who were supposed to have a really good defense. Um, Micah Parsons is not the second coming of Lawrence Taylor, so people can stop saying that because he was ineffective this game. He should have been able to get to the quarterback in Jordan Love, but um, Jordan Love was dicing up that defense. Made some great throws, took some shots, um, super confident. But this game also was, it. I mean, even the score, this clo- the score was 48 to 32. It was not even a close score, but that score is closer than what it really should have been because that those last touchdowns were in garbage time. Uh, Dak, Dak Prescott keeps turning the ball over. Um, there was a pick six, too. There was just a lot of bad plays, and there was no, um, there was no, like offensive game plan really um so that's why i think mike mccarthy's probably definitely on the hot seat um he might be relieved of his duties here even though they've been made the playoffs every year but they don't have a playoff win yet and knowing jerry jones he's getting desperate to win a championship you have one one shot at the greatest coach of all time bill belichick and i don't think that would be a good situation for him but if you're jerry jones and you're the dallas cowboys you're a little bit desperate so you want to make a, a strong offer for the greatest coach of all time. If you have a shot, you take the shot, right? You have the money, you, you do it. They have the talent, but Dak Prescott's like in his own head with a turnover or something. Um, so, yeah, Packers are going to face the 49ers now in the divisional round because they were the seventh seed. Uh, Detroit and um, the Rams. This was a good game, too. Um, the Lions pulling away 24-23. to Jared Goff. Uh, with his first playoff victory as a Lion, the Lions' first victory in the playoffs since 1991. And it was Stafford's homecoming, returning to uh, the team that drafted him in Detroit. He never got to um, experience a playoff win there, but he did get him to the playoffs a couple times. Um, He played really well, too. Um, But this was a very close game. Detroit ended up um, getting a stop and pulling away 24-23. Lions are for real. Their defense is pretty good. Their defense has improved over the last few weeks, um, but yeah, as a for the 49ers, I think this is like the best weekend in football for the 49ers without even playing a game because you had the Eagles lose, you had the Rams lose, and you had the Cowboys lose. So you had all your all your rivals lose basically, which is great. Um, and then let's see. So discussing the Eagles and the Buccaneers, the Eagles absolutely imploded mainly after the 49ers win when they won, I think it was 42 to 19 when they played the Eagles in um, Philadelphia and the whole, the big Dom thing happened with the security guard got banned. Um, 
there was no offensive flow at all for the Eagles, and they ended up losing 32-9. to Baker Mayfield looked like the second coming. He looked great. He was making good throws. Um, I kind of like Baker, Baker Mayfield. He, you know, he, he had some issues in Cleveland. They kind of told him, you know, just to, hey, bring down the intensity, but he's very, um, he's very confident in his abilities, but you know, if you're on his team, you love having him on your team. If he's on the other team, you know, he just kind of like an irritant kind of messes with you. But, um, I mean, he's kind of taken this in stride. He, this is like his career resurgence. Cause if you remember Cleveland, they let him go. They cut ties early, even though Cleveland's last playoff win was led by Baker Mayfield. Right. And then he, he was like a free agent. And then there was certain teams that were trying to pick him up. I think the Rams ended up picking him up because they knew that the 49ers wanted to pick him up. So he played like three, games i think with the rams like towards the end of the season when they weren't playing for anything so they just kind of let baker mayfield do his thing play and basically audition for other teams right and he played well in, in in those moments and um the buccaneers decided to bring him back or bring him in and so he's been there for i think was he there last year or was this his first year i forget first or second year but uh but now he led them to the playoffs they won the, the division i know they were only nine and eight but he still won the division and he won the first the first game the divisional um, or no, the, the wild card game, right? And he played well in it. So in, when this was supposed to be like a bridge quarterback, a bridge year to try to get, you know, probably a, a lower draft pick to get a quarterback for the future, ba- Baker Mayfield might be the guy, right? Because they're very talented offensively. Their defense is better, has improved. Um, and, you know, you have Mike Evans, you have Chris Godwin. Like, they have a good team. Um, I mean, because they just had Brady a couple years ago, so... Um, this is, oh no, this is the first year of Baker Mayfield because Brady retired last year. So yeah, they were just teammates with Brady. So this team was like ready for, for a deep run in the playoffs if they had the right quarterback. So, um, yeah, but I, this is a pick that I had, right. I had the, I had the Buccaneers being the Eagles. I had the bills being the Steelers. I had the Lions being the Rams. The one I messed up, I messed up on two. I messed up on the Cowboys. I thought the Cowboys were for sure going to be the cap, the Packers, but I gave them too much credit there. Um, I had the Chiefs being the Dolphins. I, I thought I said uh, I said thirteen ten low scoring game, and then I had the Browns being the Texans. So I missed two of those. Um, so that killed my parlay. Uh, but for the Eagles, you know, this was just a disastrous season because they start off ten and one, and then after they lose to the Forty ers uh, they they only won they won one game in the last like seven weeks. I think they were like one in six. Um, Nick Sirianni lost complete control of the locker room, it seems like. And I think he might, he probably will get fired because if you look at the recent history of the head coaches in Philadelphia, um, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl and got fired two years later. So Nick Sirianni didn't even win the Super Bowl. They just went to the Super Bowl last year and, you know, then they, they lose this way in the wild card game. So I, I don't think he's safe at all, right? If they did that to Doug Peterson, like, I mean, Nick Sirianni, come on. He didn't even win a Super Bowl, so he's definitely probably gone, right? But they also lost uh, two coordinators. So they, they have a new offensive coordinator this year, and there's been some growing pains there because all year I've been saying that, oh, the Eagles, you know, they have the talent and they're, they're still winning the games, right, because they're 10-1. But, you know, there's there's something off. There's something off. Like the offense it hasn't shown its full potential. Like Jalen Hurts hasn't played to his full potential yet because – you know, he's still kind of struggling. Like, the, the numbers aren't there. Like, he's still, like, you know, not playing really well in the pocket. His deep throw is a little bit off. But, 
But I'm like, okay, but they're still winning, though. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a great team overcoming adversity and still able to win. So a team like that can win the playoffs. But as the, year, as the weeks progressed after the Niner game, um, they just they have like more they're showing more signs of having um, like a fractured locker room and um, you know coaching and stuff and AJ Brown has this outburst and people have these um, animated arguments with Jalen Hurts on the sideline so I think they're in kind of like a transitional phase because they're gonna they're probably gonna let go of Nick Sirianni so who knows who, who they bring in but there's some there's some big names out there that they can get and then also um, roster-wise, like Jason Kelsey is going to retire. Well, reportedly, uh, Fletcher Cox, he might ride it out one more year. So you're losing a lot of big um, name players who have a strong presence in the locker room that you're going to have to replace. So um, I think like the next couple of years are going to be very difficult for, for the Eagles because also they paid Jalen Hurts after his, his great run to the Super Bowl last year. He put a big numbers in that loss. But... Now you look, did he regress because of the, the changes with the coaching staff or is it just was it just a bad year all around? So, um, yeah, I don't know who's, whose collapse was worse. Was it Dallas or was it the Eagles? Because the Eagles, they've been on a, a downward spiral for like two months now, right? The Cowboys, like they were playing really well and they looked, they were like this, they secured the second seed. They looked like the best team at times. And Dak Prescott was looking like an MVP at times. And then then they just blew it in the playoffs um so let's see let's preview the divisional round you have saturday this saturday you have the packers at the 49ers 49ers are favored by nine and a half not worried about this game at all but um, definitely taking the 49ers uh, and i'll take the points as well and then you have saturday at 130 you have the texans and the ravens um ravens are favored by nine and a half i was kind of thinking about taking the texans but i just think that defense in Baltimore is very good. Um, they're getting the same same line as the Packers. That's interesting. Um, the over-under on that one is 43 and a half. Um, I think this will be a lot closer than the 49ers and Packers. I just, uh, I don't know. The, the the way the CJ Stroud and the Texans are playing, they're playing so freely. Um, they just have this this confidence um, I, that's been unmatched so far. Um, and, and, Lamar Jackson still has to prove in the postseason, right? Same with Brock Purdy. We haven't seen them do it consistently. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson has had his struggles in the postseason. He hasn't had great games the postseason. So um, we'll see how it goes. But I, I'm I'm still going to pick with the Ravens just because they've looked great all year. So I'll still pick them. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be 9.5. I'll take, I'll take the money line on the Ravens. But I think it'll probably be like a touchdown, like a seven-point difference probably. Uh, Buccaneers at Lions. Lions are getting six points at home. Um, great run for the Buccaneers and, and Baker Mayfield. I think this one will be close as well. I think this will actually be a great game. Lions are energized. They want to go on a deeper run at their, after their first playoff win since 91. Um, I'm taking Jared Goff and the Lions. And then Chiefs and Bills. This is going to be a great game. Bills are favored, actually, because their Bills are playing at home. Uh, they're favored two and a half points. This is a first road playoff game for Patrick Mahomes since he's been in the NFL, which is crazy to think about because they've always gotten the first round by and um, home field advantage all throughout the playoffs. So this is the first time that um, Josh Allen and the Bills actually have to host Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs. So uh, this is on Sunday. This is the 3.30 game. This game is going to be 
great. This is going to be the best game. This could could potentially be, if there was like no conferences, this could be like a Super Bowl matchup, but uh, we'll see. So the so Josh Allen is looking for some revenge there, but I just, I don't think they get over the hump this year. I think the Chiefs, even with their issues offensively and the receivers dropping the ball all the time, I'm still taking the Chiefs. So I'll take the Chiefs in the upset. I'm not sure why the Bills are favored, actually, two and a half. Um, but yeah, there should be snowy, but apparently it's not going to really affect the game as much. Um, and then let's see, moving on to the NBA, Pascal Siakam was traded to the Pacers, which I don't know. They like, like the Pacers are doing a little something, something they're trying to make some noise in the East. Um, they just traded Bruce Brown and three first round picks for Siakam. Three first round picks, like that—that's a lot. But he is like he's a twenty point uh, per game scorer over his career. I think this year he's like at twenty two, so he's becoming more of a, a focal point offensively. I was hoping the Warriors would trade for him, or um, there was some other. There was the Kings. The Kings would have been nice. It would have been nice if he went to the Kings, but he didn't want to go there because he didn't see himself signing a long term extension there because he didn't want to be in Sacramento. Um, and then. Some news with the Warriors. Um, they had their they had their game today against the um, the Utah Jazz. It was postponed because one of their assistant coaches. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Dijon Milojevic. He passed away uh, this morning at age 46. He had a he had a, a medical emergency. Had a heart attack. I guess um, last night during the team dinner. Um, and yeah, they were all together having with with the team and the coaches having a dinner um, in Utah. And yeah, he had a heart attack and then went to the hospital and was there this morning. And then he, they they just announced like half an hour ago that he just passed away. So um, this is a tough thing to go through for for coaching staff and players who were close to him and, and for the organization. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a, a lot to process for them, I'm sure. And like you know, someone that you're you're coaching close to and going through this experience with and then all of a sudden just like that because he was very young too 46 so um yeah tough tough situation so they postponed that game yeah not sure how you could even play after that happening but um not sure how long they're postponing that probably they'll probably give them a few days off i assume um but yeah sad news out of uh, salt lake city there and um, so that's all we have for this week's episode. But um, yeah, enjoy the division round. I love the divisional round. It's exciting. Um, a lot of the time, the number one seeds always end up losing. So I, I just don't want to, just because of that rest, you know, they need to keep playing, um, you know, each week. Because the wild card teams, they're, they're playing every week. They're practicing. They're getting ready for the games and stuff. And, and sometimes the teams that rest a little bit too much, you know, or don't, or don't go back to practice as often or something during that bye week. Sometimes they struggle, just saying. So don't be surprised if uh, either Baltimore or San Francisco, they come out to a slow start. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I picked both of them to win, but they might come out to a slow start, and it could be closer than we anticipate. But, um, yeah, enjoy the uh, divisional round and any other sports going on, and then we'll come back uh, next Wednesday, I think, to recap the divisional round and then preview the NFC and AFC championship games. So it's very exciting. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll talk next week.